Hey, what's up? This is Shiga Shea, and you're now tuned in to Do Not Click. Check, check, one, two. You're listening to... You're listening to... Do Not Click. Check, check, one, two. Yes, very familiar with the mic, I see. <laughs> nice to finally meet you, man. Nice to finally meet you too, bro. Yeah, Shiga Shea. Yes, sir. Your real name? Pak Jinshan. Shiga Shea was just something you came up when you were younger, right? Yeah. What are the alternate names that you had other than Shiga Shea <laughs> coming up with your name? You know, because my real name is Jin. So at that point in time, there was already an MC Jin. He was like killing oh, everybody on yeah. Freestyle Friday. <laughs> is, is that a Malaysian MC? No, no, no. He's a... Uh, Singaporean. No, Singaporean. He's from America. Okay. He's the one that was on BET, like rap battling everybody okay. and killing everybody. I, and, uh, Asian guy, right? Asian guy. I know. I think I know yeah, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the okay. one with the song Learn Chinese. Mm. Yeah, his name was Jin. So <laughs> I couldn't have the name Jin. That was my real name because okay. of that. What if you meet a new rapper with like, you know, a hustler or you know Lil in a name or like you know Young Money or whatever <laughs> you know that typical kind of name that rappers like to give themselves right do you have an automatic judgment towards that that kind of person not really man I mean you know I don't judge like if anybody has a particular name like I, I, I believe they have their own story to it so you know I believe that just knowing a person's name doesn't mean you know their story so I would want to hear their story before like you know making any judgment or anything alright so what's the definition of a whack rapper so who's the whack rapper? Definition of a whack rapper, I guess a rapper that's basically robbing hip hop culture uh, <laughs> and not really being true to hip hop in a sense where like they're just abusing, you know, abusing, abusing it, it to yeah. make money or sure. be famous or whatever, but they're not really actually trying to tell their story or they don't have a message. Yeah, yeah. they're just using it as a tool to make money. Like, is there a lot of that in Singapore? Uh, not really, man. Not you really. Know, there's there's been a lot of like uh, it's a, quite a tight knit community. Yeah, yeah in, in Singapore, Singapore is a is a small country, bro. All know? right. But yeah, it's the the future for Singapore hip hop is looking really really good, really bright. Yeah, sweet. What a way for me to celebrate my first day of Ramadan. Breaking Happy fast, Ramadan, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Breaking fast with Shiga Shi on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this, man. Good to be here. We tried to get you for a very very long time, and you are busy flying here and there. Yeah, just doing doing shit, man. <laughs> yeah. The very criminally underrated Shigeshi. <laughs> Just listen to your latest track, Paisi, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paisi. It was a really good song. Thank you, man. Thank you. This latest project that you've been doing so far? Yeah. I mean, this is the latest single that I recently put out. But I have a lot of new singles that I've been wanting to put out for a while. And I can't wait to share it with you guys. I listened to your podcast with Faka earlier. So I wanted to make sure that I don't ask the same questions. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you and him got really good chemistry left. His podcast is basically he sits down with his friends. Yeah. You and him are really yeah. close, right? So his podcast is like more of him having a conversation with his friends. So yeah. for me, most of the people in my lineup, I don't even know them. Right, right, Yeah, right, so it's right. just for my podcast, the difference is for me to get to know the guests. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. that's the charm of my podcast, getting right, to know right. the real Shigishi. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. when I was younger, I first heard about you on MySpace, you know, right. like, yeah, so that was like, during the MySpace era, where it was really, really very young. Uh-huh. Fast forward to MySpace, today. MySpace, man, my God. Yeah, back, back then. <laughs> and fast forward to today, you look at the man you've become, man. <laughs> Beard and all. 100% transformation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, just talk a bit about your journey, how you started, and then to where we are today. I started very young as a kid. Like, you know, I found my passion at a very young age. At nine, I kind of knew that I wanted to pursue hip-hop and rap as a career, but I just never knew how far it was going to take me, you know? I never thought of like, oh, I'm going to make money from from this or like make this a career or a job. It was more like, I really love doing this and I just want to do this for the rest of my life, you know? And, you know, I just wanted to entertain people, you know, as a whole, just like as a performer, you know? And I actually went into SP for Poly and I went into this course called Media and Communications, which is 
also mass comla. So that's where I learned like how to edit videos and kind of like advertising, marketing from broadcast journalism to whatever it is, you know, modules they had. And very thankful for that experience because that's where I learned how to direct videos and edit. And after that, I went into national service and I was in the music and drama company, which is known as MDC. And, you know, you have people like you interviewed before, like Sheikh Haiko and yeah. whoever. Even Gamit, Gamit Singh's from MDC too. Hmm. So I know Alif, Alif Aziz also was from there. Uh, I uh, but I think there's SCDF. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. That's different, yeah. Different, yeah. Yeah, different. But uh, yeah. this one is the army side army. of it. Okay. Yeah. So I learned to do a lot of things in MDC. You know, I had to like set up the stage. I had to do sound check. Then I had to perform as a performer. I had to act, sing, dance whatever host you know and learned a lot in mdc like, i was given a lot of stages to make mistakes on and that's the fastest way you learn you know when you make mistakes after mdc after i finished the army you know this music thing became my full-time career you know and yeah that's how everything kind of started for me when you were younger what drives you in hip-hop like making music you can be honest like if you want to say like it's superficial purposes wanting to make music or it's for identity it was never for superficial purposes i lost my father at a very young age so obviously i had a lot of stories to tell i had a very strong purpose to get my message across hip-hop if you're doing hip-hop for superficial reasons that's using it for the wrong reasons already and people can tell when you do that you know and because of me losing my father at such a young age, I was the only child of the family. So I had to step up and be the man to support my mom. You know, at a very young age, I had to grow up really quickly. So music drove as a catalyst to kind of express myself and to really reflect on myself and basically tell the stories and struggles of what it was like growing up, not having a father figure, you know, and that was that was how my journey kind of started. And like the main motivation, like your question earlier is, I guess it comes from the, what do you call that? The need to give my mom a better life, like uh, to support my mom. Yeah. When you're doing something not for your own interest, the motivation is actually a lot stronger and it lasts a lot longer, you know, because you're doing out of love, you know. You and your mom must be really close, man. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Does she understand the magnitude of what you're doing? Like, you know, for you traveling to LA, you know, performing in the White House and all that. Does she understand the exposure that you're getting? She's a very supportive mom and I'm very, very thankful for that. I think at first, when I just started doing it as a kid, like she was a bit worried, la, you know, like all parents would. But after a while of consistently just making music, she kind of understood like this passion was something that I really, really wanted to pursue. So, from hip-hop, what made you fall in love with the genre? From hip-hop? I think hip-hop gives voice to the people that don't have a voice. Yeah, that's the beauty of hip-hop. Like, if you notice, like, you know, in pop, right, like, pop singers can, like, have to have a certain look or to be able to sell or whatever, but, like, hip-hop is the only genre where the person can be the ugliest person in the room or regardless of any race, any language, as long as the energy that they put in is hip-hop, people will vibe with it, you know, with the message, but whatever it is. And I feel that that's the best thing about hip-hop, yeah. So when it comes to music, what do you look for in a music? What do I look for in music? Yeah, like, I mean, nowadays, I'm pretty sure it changes over time. Like, you know, sometimes people use it as coping mechanisms or whatever, but what do you look for in music nowadays? You know, like, for songs, right? Like, your favourite songs. You would not necessarily remember, like, the lyrics of the song, your favorite song might be 10 years ago, but you would always remember how that song made you feel. Oh, that's very true, man. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, music is all about feeling. 
So like when I listen to a song, I would always pay attention to how it makes me feel. Yeah. So who was the first few rappers that you listened to when you were younger? First few rappers would be Eminem, Tupac, Jay-Z, Biggie. Yeah, those were my first few. Did you watch 8 Mile when you were underage? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was like primary, primary 3 yeah. or something. <laughs> Sticking through the sex scenes and all that. Yeah, NC16. NC16. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of 8 Mile, recently Eminem versus MGK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the beef. Whose side were you on, man? I'm neutral, man, because I I actually I actually met MGK in LA. Really? <laughs> yeah. How was he? As a, uh, as a guy? He's a cool guy. I mean, end of the day, like, rappers, we're still human too, you know? And as a fan of hip-hop, like, I think that Eminem is forever the GOAT, you know, the greatest yeah. of all time. But, For sure. Um, and he's one of the reasons why I even started rapping, you know, Eminem. So I would never disrespect him or, like, doubt his abilities to be on a diss record like Eminem has a long history of like ending people's careers yeah so <laughs> you know what do you think did Eminem triumph on top I think Eminem definitely like Killshot was, was killer was, was, was yeah pretty fire yeah a lot of the MGK came pretty hard too though yeah, yeah. the debate was that MGK his song musically was better and right. Eminem lyrically was, right, you know, right, was right. better. I can see where that comes from. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I mean, it resonates with different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, have you ever done a diss track? <laughs> As a kid, yeah. Or all the time. <laughs> what was that forum? There was all these forums where people were challenging each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had uh, forums that uh, you had people... I like, can't remember what it was. I like, remember the Peace Society too. era. Something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, they had like... they were People would type their bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were into that other. stuff as well. Huh? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Battle rap was like a huge thing back in the day, you know? So, would you... Would you put out a diss track if it means like a healthy rivalry with a person? Not really like having a bad blood, but you know, for the good of the entertainment, you know? Like if it put eyes on hip-hop in Singapore. I mean, it really depends, man. It really depends. But I've never been like the type of person that would dive into negative energy like that. Recreationally. Yeah, yeah. Create like, hate. Yeah, I would rather put the energy elsewhere, you know, in a more positive light. Because like, I'm a very neutral but supportive person in that sense. Like whoever that's putting out music, I tend to want to support if it's from Singapore. You know, like, I always respect anyone that's from Singapore and from my country that's trying to do better for our people. Mm. Yeah. So, you, I'm, I assume you've already met Sheikh Heiko. Oh, yes. Boy. What kind of advice has he given you? Heiko? Yeah. Heiko's, man, Heiko's... Oh, giving like, you burgers and the, all that. <laughs> he's one of the first people that actually, like, showed love, in a way. Like, when I was very young, like, I reached out to him to be on one of my, like, remixes and my mixtape. And, like, he, without any question just said yes yeah and i asked him to be in a video he said yes too and eventually our friendship just grew from there he was always like a big brother to me in this industry like he always gave me good advice on how to navigate and like maneuver because you know whatever i'm going through right now he's already been through like 10 years ago yeah same here man the the podcast he was the first few people who helped me start a good lineup basically so and he also helped me out a lot yeah Heiko's always been that he's the man man he's he's the man he's like the godfather you eat his burger often (laughs) (laughs) fat papas fat papas yeah I love fat papas I just went there for their impossible burger oh yeah yeah yeah. that one's amazing they're doing some vegan stuff right yeah if you're a fan of like the impossible meat or you never tried the impossible meat you should definitely go to fat papas yeah you know what I read in the news Burger King has been putting out vegan meat in their burger oh, really? like in secret like people didn't know oh really like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought right. is it true I, I have no idea I mean I don't want to trust everything I read in the internet <laughs> but, but I mean I would feel betrayed like, yeah. I mean I paid for meat yeah, yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts on vegan and burger I eat everything <laughs> you eat anything <laughs> but yeah. I have a lot of friends that are vegan or pescatarian you yeah, know yeah. yeah there's a lot of that stuff nowadays yeah. so let's discuss uh, Paisi yeah what went through the thought process of creating the song 
basically it was done in LA, right? So Mike Gao is an amazing electronic producer in LA. Like he produced a song with Jordan Jackson, who's okay J Jack, my producer too. They got into the studio, they did the beat together on Mike Gao's iPad app. It's called Poly Playground. It's an oh, amazing app. Yeah, yeah. The, the beat thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So he did that and then did the beat and then I was like, This song is done in LA, but I wanna bring a little bit of singlish into it. So I always wanted to do a singlish song called Paise and this how it came about and we shot the music video entirely in LA too like okay. uh, it's shot by Jayan the guy that shot Post to Be by Chris Brown and Janae Aiko so like it was quite crazy like a singlish song but done in LA awesome I saw the music video as well a lot of pop culture references <laughs> oh yeah yeah the Star Wars and all that yeah, so yeah. what went on during the creation of the music video what went on behind the scenes were you a part yeah. of the creative process as well to create yeah. the yeah 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 we just wanted to do something fun and something that was like Kind of a little bit of uh, the essence of my old videos where I started out with. Because Paise ultimately is a song specifically for Singapore. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to do something for the people that supported me at the start of my career. You know, and to do something that's Singlish, Hokkien, and English. A little mix of everything, Chinese. And before I started putting out, like, my English content. Because I've been gone for so long, right? So I wanted to give something back to the people that helped me start with her before I actually put out my songs. Nice. Yeah. Are you signed to a label now? No, I'm still unsigned. Okay. Independent. You want to keep having 100% creative control to your music yeah. as much as possible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do sign to a label, your creative freedom, does it get tempered? I wouldn't say that. It really depends on like what okay, label and, yeah. Yeah, and what kind of deal it, it comes to. But I'm definitely open to sign to a label, but just like it has to be the right deal. Yeah. What is your purpose in creating music for nowadays? You know, having your passion is like when you find something that you like, you right. know, that you like to do, right? Right. But when you can use that passion to make other people happy or entertain other people or like, you know, whatever it is, give value to people, that's when you find your purpose. And like, for me, my purpose is really about representing my country and entertaining people in the process of doing that. Like, I've always felt this very strong sense of home in Singapore. In Singapore, right. And I always wanted as a kid like I've always been fascinated with the thought of having the world look at Singapore and appreciate Singapore through my perspective you know like the way I saw it growing up as a kid okay. so that is something that it's a lifelong goal very ambitious as well Yeah, very ambitious but like it's a risk it's a very big risk it could not happen you know but I'm still gonna fight on with it because like I feel that even if I don't achieve it like the people that come after me would be able to achieve it and that's a door that I feel that needs to be open for the future of our country. How far along do you think you are to reach that goal? 10%, 20%? I wouldn't have an exact answer to that but mm. you know you never know I could be 80% away I could be 5% away you know it could just happen tomorrow it could happen next year or like it could never happen you never know yeah. but my belief is always there and I won't stop pursuing it. So if you can sum up one great experience a great lesson you can share with the, your listeners what would it be? Never give up on your dreams and always follow your heart. Yeah. And that's the last question. Favorite song? Favorite song? Yeah. Favorite project that you've done so far? Favorite project that it's I've actually done Actually, it's so quite far. very hard to narrow down. Yeah, huh? very hard. Like, yeah. What's the most fulfilling project that you've been a part of? Doing uh, NDP in uh, 2014. Oh, that must be very special, man. Yeah, because that was the last NDP that Lee Kuan Yew was attending. Oh, yeah. okay. So having to perform for Lee Kuan Yew right before he passed was like... A special. A very big honor. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, okay, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, I thanks for having finally me, Finally, have even that sliver of opportunity to get you on the <laughs> podcast, I, I have you on. I'm honored thanks so much for doing this, yeah, man. Just as uh, how uh, Faka and you have been friends, I hope I have made a friend in you, man. Oh, definitely, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Where can people find you on the social media? You at, know, at, at Shigashe. Right. Everywhere, at Shigashe. And uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. Yes, sir. If you're on SoundCloud, <laughs> Facebook. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, bro. And Slamat Ramadan to everyone who's fasting. 
Selamat berpuasa 